This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Erica Polsonelli, and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast, where we talk all things spirituality, ascension, health, wellness, and beyond. I'm so excited that you are here. Come on in. I'm excited for this mini series of bringing Evolve members onto the podcast as per many of your requests, which I love. Nothing makes me more excited to have all of us connect with one another, hear our experiences with the practice and all that it's done with us and for us and what it continues to do. So today we have Devin on the podcast. She is such a light. I met her at two in-person events and I feel honored to have her here sharing her experience with meditation and what it has helped her overcome. And I know you guys are going to love this conversation too. It feels like just two friends hanging out and you're right there with us. And it really inspired me so much to think of more ways that we can do this all together. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for being here. If you feel guided to rate and review the podcast, please. That is always so much appreciated. And of course, if you're not already following the podcast, follow it because it will always pop up giving you updates on new episodes and it will save where you left off the last time and just join us. So thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Yay. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Welcome. Thank you. I met you twice at two events, right? Yes. The Roslyn event, which was my first live event in December. In the Salt Cave. In the Salt Cave. So that was like a week in to my Kundalini practice. Oh my goodness. Yes. I love it. Yes. So I found you on Melissa Wood Health. Okay. I listened to one meditation and I had immediate physical effects. Tell me more. So the first thing I noticed was it just happened when we were tuning in. My eyes flutter. Mm -hmm. I feel an energy moving through my back. Sometimes my limbs get a little numb. Mm. Um, And those are just the physical like sensations. Mm -hmm. Um, So I noticed that during the meditation that I tried with Melissa Wood Health, and then I just did the seven-day free trial. But before doing that, I was like, I just felt very drawn to your energy. So I was like, let me do the live event. After the live event, I was hooked. And I since then, I've never won a day without doing that a meditation. Amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. So since like December 8th, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Something around there. Yep. What guided you? So like, of course, it's an energy. It's a frequency thing where mm-hmm. like, like something about this is calling me. Was there anything you were going through in your life that you were either working through or on? So I've always done um, meditate. I started doing meditation in like 2014, but I never had a consistent practice. Um, I was doing Melissa Wood Health meditation prior. But again, I think I was doing it like a couple days a week. And I remember during that time, I was waking up with anxiety. This was something that I had not experienced before. I've experienced some health anxiety that I know you've talked about and some general anxiety, but nothing, my sleep was never disturbed by anxiety. 
So I wanted to make a change. Um, and I wasn't sure what, what that had, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And it wasn't even necessarily related. Like I didn't even start the practice to solve that issue, but it just ended up happening that way along with so many other things. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was one of the first things I noticed like, wow, I'm not waking up feeling that way anymore. You were waking up in the morning or in the middle of the night? The middle of the night. Do you know what time? Around three or four. Yeah, that makes sense. So what that could be um, was a start of you awakening spiritually mm. and actually preparing mm. for this spiritual journey. And three to four o'clock is the time where we're like flooded with melatonin. The pineal gland is mm-hmm. the most impressionable. Um, and it's also like that hour the witching hour where the veil is the thinnest Mm -hmm. we can connect with other realms during that time um and i don't think it's a coincidence that that was the time you're waking up yes so interesting it's so interesting Mm -hmm. yeah now that you say that it wasn't really anxiety it was more like i was in a place where my mind was racing Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's interesting yeah. that you say that. When we tuned in together, um, I love that you experience so many of those physical things as you tune in because what I see happening is that we just we turn on the circuits that are dormant within us, mm-hmm. these channels that exist within us, but they're not actually activated till we go and turn them on. Um, so it's cool what you explained, but your voice actually sounded very different. Like as we were tuning in together, I heard like a different voice. Really? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Was so, it deep? No. What was it like? I wouldn't say it was deep. It just sounded very different. And I think that about my voice too. Like when I channel or when I'm chanting. Your voice just does, like your it voice changes. Does change. And my brothers actually are like, you speak so differently than you like talk in person. Like you like have a different voice. And I'm like trying to mm-hmm. explain to them. I'm like, well, when I channel energy – it does. It comes from a different space and they can't mm. really get that. They're just like, oh. no, you sound different. Like, don't talk like that. You sound different. I'm like, I can't help it. <laughs> it's like actually yeah. what comes through, but it's channeling that source energy. And I felt that and I heard that in you as we tuned wow. in. Yeah. So you mentioned um, just the waking up that started to shift as you started to practice. What other things have you experienced? Well, one of the, the other thing that I experienced, which it's, it's like embarrassing to share, but I'm going to share it. I started using nicotine when I was, I think I started smoking when I was like 15. And then I stopped smoking cigarettes probably at like age 20. And I went back and forth to the vape, to the gum. I was hip, hypnotized. I was multiple times. I tried cold turkey. I tried everything. I tried CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm in the behavioral health field. So I tried doing it on myself. I had other therapists. Nothing helped me. And I remember like crying, saying like, I just want this to be taken away from me. Like, this is not who I am. I'm not this person anymore. I don't want. And the breath work is what got me off of nicotine. Breath of fire and nostril breathing. And I haven't since December, since I started. Wow. I haven't had any nicotine Amazing. since the age 15. That is so freaking cool. Crazy. And I think, you know, 
with kundalini it helps you align with who you were meant to be or who you really are so i think it was the breath work right which can help with addiction Mm -hmm. but i also think that it it helps me let go of all those traits Mm -hmm. who who aren't really me right i develop them as a way to cope with life and now this is a great strategy that i use so that was one of like the main things that was just so important to me yeah that's huge yeah and it came from within yourself yes so there are you know there are a lot of different ways that people try to go about that but it really came from you and your practice and your consistency and you tapping into your higher self i once read somewhere that um i think jesse golden actually shared about this how do you know jesse golden no she's beautiful she's a beautiful soul um how smoking is actually pranayam like people smoke yeah breathing experience the breath and like we're just doing it with something that's so deadly and toxic rather than actually accessing the breath that we have yes and i think what else it kundalini helped me with was i was able to identify the thoughts that were what was the, the thoughts that I was having before I would vape or whatever. I Can became, you give examples? So I became so much more mindful of what was causing me to want to use the nicotine. So, for example, um, if a thought, like even if I was watching something and it was stressful mm-hmm. and it reminded me of a past experience mm-hmm. that was uncomfortable, I would pick up, right? So yeah. before that... When I had the urge, I would notice what would come before that, and then I would practice the breathing, Mm. and the urge would go away. Mm -hmm. So it made me more cognizant of what was actually, what the triggering thoughts were that caused me to want to smoke. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I'm continuously fascinated by, the awareness that we gain from the practice. Oh, yeah. And I always say it's a blessing and a curse, because to be super aware, Mm -hmm. it's not easy at all to be so aware of yourself of other people of the world of Mm -hmm. things that go on it's not easy but it's such a blessing in the spiritual journey and in on our road to evolution Mm -hmm. because we're able to really zoom out as an observer and you were able to be like Devin, I see what you're doing here, actually. And I see Mm -hmm. what you can choose if you wish to stay in that addictive behavior. Mm -hmm. Or you can choose this. And it's like we always have those two paths to go down. We always have the option, the choice in that moment of choosing where we're going to go. And we can choose our higher self or we could choose Mm -hmm. the same self that we've been kind of recycling for a really long time. And the older we get, the harder it is to redirect ourselves Mm -hmm. to that higher self and to that new self. So the earlier we start this all, the better. But it's literally never, ever too late because it's so potent. It's so powerful. And it really helps us to just become so much more aware. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of another thing, like being a victim right? Mm -hmm. Kundalini takes you, well, it's taken me and I'm sure, you know, out of that victim state, right? Like, why is my life going like this? And it puts you in an empowered state to be able to take accountability and choose for yourself how you want your life to be, right? 
It's so true. And the illusions, the BS you tell yourself gets really old really quick and you have no other option than to call yourself out and be like, that's a story you keep telling yourself. Mm -hmm. You can tell that to yourself as long as you want and you're just going to stay the same if you continue to do so. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And I think um, sometimes I know in my journey of teaching this and sharing it, there are always going to be, be things that happen in our life that we we didn't intend to create. And there's like the divine plan. There's terrible things that will happen. And I don't think we take accountability and responsibility for all of it. But there is a huge percentage oh, sure. of things we have power over. Mm-hmm. And I think there's such a balance in seeing that and noticing that and being able to really identify when you're falling into victim mentality, yeah. when you're falling into the trap of the past self and staying in that same yes. box. And knowing your worth, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that has a lot to do with it too, consistency. I think consistency is all about knowing your worth. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're not worth it, you're not going to stay consistent. And I think that when I first started, see, like I didn't know at first why I was choosing to wake up and do this every day. I just did it. And then I made a decision to myself, I'm going to do this every day and I'm going to see what happens. And so many things, you know, started to happen. I'm glad you brought up consistency because I think that's something people have a lot of difficulty with. And I've always tried to find ways to share that and teach it and promote it. Um, But I will say it comes really naturally to me. Like if there's something that's going to help me be healthier, help me be ha- happier, yeah. give me it more energy. Me too. It's like get up and freaking do it. But I think the, the worth has a lot to do with it. So tell me more. What helped you stay consistent? So I'm like you where I – there have been – I thrive with structure, right? Mm-hmm. But there were times in the past years ago where I didn't have – a morning practice and honestly I would wake up more anxious Mm -hmm. and sometimes sad and whatever that may have stayed with me the rest of the day but what helps me to do it is it's really a struggle to do something every day for probably about three weeks I think right and once you make a habit of it and you see the results of it but you have to know that you're worth it I think if you don't know your worth it's so hard to stay consistent. So interesting. Yeah. And it brings me to the idea of like self-sabotaging. Yeah. Where we can fall into that role of um, just saying, oh, I've done this for five days. It doesn't work for me. It yeah. works for other people. Right. It's not going to work for me. And I'm just going to stay in the same place that I've been. And yeah. knowing your worth, your worth, but also believing in something greater than yourself, Mm -hmm. I think is another really big piece. And I'm like addicted to believing in things of the unseen, of the unknown, of the things that haven't been researched yet. Because I know we're actually only perceiving 1% of reality. Like we are only experiencing 1% of what really exists. So, I mean, that's enough for me to put my faith in so many other things. to think about that, right? Actually wild, wild. But it's like, if we just want to believe in the 3D of the things that our parents did, our ancestors did, of what the mainstream is doing, and that's it, our life is going to look similar to what those lives have looked like. But I'm here 
hoping to create something very different, something supernatural, tapping into something beyond just the physical and 3D. And I feel like you found that as well through yeah. your practice. And you also, you know, besides being such a light, and I'm so grateful for you and everything that you've done for me and so many other people, but you make it easier, I think, right? Like you make it palliable and accessible to go to these places, right? Like, I mean, I go places Yeah. when I'm... <laughs> Tell us, you know, I want and all it's the so weird nice stuff. to, it's so nice <laughs> to like talk about this because who am I talking about this with? Yes. None of my friends practice. None of my, I told my dad about it. He's like, does it come with the side of chicken parm? He thinks Kundalini is an Italian like dish. It sounds like <laughs> a pasta dish. <laughs> my dad calls it voodoo shit. Yeah. Oh, you're doing your voodoo shit. Yeah, I'm like, dad, no, yeah. dad, no. He's like, does that come with a side of chicken parm? I'm like, no. But so it's nice to talk. I don't have anyone to talk to about it. And I know you've been talking about building the community. I think that would be so great because people think you're a little crazy. So I'll tell you something that you said, and this is going to sound like very woo-woo, but you had said recently, and I never was able to put this into words, and I don't know if it was from the Joe Dispenda retreat, retreat, your soul remembers. Mm, I've chills. I can, when I'm in a meditative state, it's like I've been there before. My body hasn't been there, but it almost feels like my energy or my soul was taken out of my physical body and it's been there before. And even before you said this to me, I have been to that place before. Like, where where was I? And I, I've thought, like, this is very woo-woo. Like, maybe it was before I was here on Earth. Mm-hmm. I was in this yeah. place. Um, but that's where I feel like I go when I meditate. Um, so when you said that, like, your soul remembers, my soul remembers being there. Yeah. I've had that experience personally as well where I've gotten into almost like scary states physically. Like my heart rate starts to change. Mm -hmm. It starts to feel a little weird and my mind will jump in and say, Eric, are you sure you want to go here? Is Mm -hmm. this safe? And like the ego comes in to like protect us and keep us Mm -hmm. comfortable. And then the intuition comes in and is like, go, go through it, go through it, go through it. You've been here before and you can do it. And then you're in that space of like absolute bliss, absolute ecstasy, Mm -hmm. absolute peace, a place where there's no division. There's only unity Mm -hmm. within your body, Mm -hmm. within yourself, your mind, body, soul, self, within every person that lives and breathes on earth. And what we're connecting to in that moment is the source energy. And the closer we are to source, the more we're able to manifest powerfully, quicker, all of the things. Mm -hmm. So it's it's that space of source that we're tapping into. Our soul knows it because it has been there before. It has experienced it. It feels so familiar. Yes. But it's um, but it you start to question like, but how? Mm -hmm. When was I here? Like it feels Mm -hmm. like when you go, it's the first time you've been there every time. Yeah. Does that make sense? I could cry actually. Yes. It's like and I I can't 
who am I going to tell this to? I know. And that's why you're here. <laughs> this is our be spot. Like, um, what? Yeah. So coming out of the Joe Dispenza retreat, I think what I've learned most is how important it is to, to be surrounded by people who believe yeah. in what you believe in, not in the fact of ignorance. Like I only want to hang out with the people who believe what I believe, not in that way at right, all, but in the, in the way of like being around people who believe in the limitless, who believe in the 5D and beyond mm -hmm. the 5D, people who believe that there's more than just our senses, our world of the senses. And by being around people and communities like that, that's where we create our expansion. And that's where we're really able to expand. And then a group aura is created. Yes. So we're very connected. And then that can further impact the collective on earth and yeah. other consciousness. Um, but it, it is so important. And I'm continuously trying to work on ways that we can like always have that home base of coming together yeah. because it is so important. It's not easy. The duality and polarity definitely exists even within my household. <laughs> like <laughs> it's sometimes like, oh my goodness, I'm, you know, just living in a different frequency than a lot of the people closest mm. to me. Mm -hmm. But that's why we have podcasts to listen to. That's why we have spiritual teachers. That's why we have right. communities because that just continues to remind us like this isn't woo-woo. This isn't crazy. Right. This is actually science. Mm -hmm. And we are just seeing the tip of the iceberg on what's really happening right. here. Like, And uh, the, the way that I think about it is maybe it's not those like – I don't know if you believe in reincarnation, but sometimes I do. And sometimes, you know, it, it mm -hmm. it's fluid, but maybe it's not their time to go to this place. Like, that's the way I think about it in my life. Absolutely. And there's no judgment. Absolutely. It's hard. Yes. It's hard to be in this place, right? Yeah. Don't you feel like you've been through a lot to be able to get here? Yes. And I also constantly think about, like, it's not so easy being a leader of the Aquarian age because it's a really big transition where you're trying to bring a lot of people with you. And just like you said, a lot of people aren't ready for it and no. that's okay. Right. And it, it all has to happen in divine time. And um, we're kind of, we are the beginning of this huge global transition and you could feel it right itself. and yes and if the ego gets in the way and focuses on numbers or stats or mm -hmm. whatever all of those very 3d things you can get very confused and lost and if you just remember those who are meant to find the practice are going to come they're going to be able to get what they need from it they're going to share with people who need to hear it as well and that's it mm -hmm. and just like attract from that place i think is so important yeah Definitely. That reminds me of one more thing that you well, not one more thing, but another thing that you've said that blew my mind. And I, you know, I work in behavioral health, so I have clients. I'm a therapist. So when you said this, this is what I've taught, right? Or I've guided people through. But the way that you said this, I just, when you said, to be so excited for all the amazing things that haven't happened yet. You know, it's people, and including myself, is so afraid of the unknown. Yeah. 
but the way that you put it and you teach it and the way that we meditate towards being so grateful and excited for the unknown and Mm -hmm. all the great and amazing things that haven't happened it's just such a beautiful way to look at the future that I never even like I thought of it but I think when you're practicing it every day it becomes so much easier and we start to see these little places and spaces in our life where we can stop limiting ourselves mm-hmm. and start expanding ourselves. So I lived, and you probably know just from being in the community and what I share, like I lived in a space of constant fear yeah, of the is. future, constant yeah. fear. Mm-hmm. All day, every day. I am not exaggerating in the least, but ninety nine percent of my day was that. A lot of people do. And what I was realizing, and I had that aha moment of, I'm literally spending time thinking about what I do not want. What a waste of time and energy. And if I could think about what I do want, maybe that can actually bring that to me, rather than God Mm -hmm. forbid manifest. The yeah, ladder. Right. And it started as that. And then as you continue on the practice and you find some more ways of expanding, it's like, oh my goodness, if I can get behind all of the possibilities, like it's crazy things that have happened in my life from practicing that. Like I what you do basically what I'm trying to explain is you start to build momentum around the craziest possibilities in the world. Like things that people would be like, (laughs) okay, Erica, like sit down, calm, calm down. Like really? Like you start to build so much momentum around those things that are bigger than your wildest dreams, bigger than that, what you can conceive, maybe even bigger than what you think you may be worthy of right now, but building momentum around that, watch them come. Watch Mm -hmm. yourself draw them in and attract them in. And what a better way to spend a present moment feeling excited instead of fearful. Mm -hmm. And from there, you send that signal out of excitement, of opportunity, of infinite possibilities, and you're giving that signal out. So therefore, that's what you're going to attract. Such like a beautiful way. And that's that's really what I've been practicing so much of. And it's been so, so helpful because you can catch yourself when you're back in those fearful moments. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it takes practice, but it's just such a, it just feels so much better. And you're right. And things have happened to me too. You know, in the synchronicities. Yes. That's the, I messaged you about that when that started happening. Do you have one story that you would want to share? Like yeah. One so that's this like is OMG. really, this is really something So I remember, I can't remember if I was listening to, I think I was, I was probably listening to one of your podcasts and, which is also crazy that I'm here, right? I love that. Right? That's like a manifestation too. Um, But anyway, so you talked about Abraham Hicks. So the whole week for like a couple days, I'd say like two or three days, I kept thinking, you know, I have to, I have to get to that. I want to listen to one of her talks or I want to buy, you know, research some of her books. And my friend sends me a meme on, on YouTube. I click on the meme 
and it's an hour-long talk with Abraham Hicks. And I'm like, my friend's not spiritual. I'm like, oh, wow, she, that's so nice of her. Like, that she, I just wrote, thank you. Like, so she clicks on it. She goes, I have no idea why that came up. Is that, <laughs> I have no idea who that is. That is so strange. Like, I meant to send you this. And it, she meant to send me, like, a funny meme about something we were talking yeah, about. Yeah. That was pretty mind-blowing. And I've never, it's not like I, because sometimes the phone can do yes, funky things. But I've never, I never looked Abraham Hicks up at that point. I didn't text about it. It was just a it thought. It was just a thought. It was just yeah. a thought. You sent the signal out and there it was. So that was, and then just a bunch of other things like um i would have a dream i had a dream this was the same week i had a dream about someone and my friend and i were sitting at a restaurant and she looks over to a person and says oh you know that looks like i'll just say molly and then she said the person's last name and i said that's so weird you know i just had a dream about them and she goes you know what's even weirder I never even met her. I've just heard of her name. I have chills. So she never met her. How would she know what she looks like? How would she know she looks similar to that person? Yeah. She's like, you know, I don't even know why I said that. And I'm like, wow. That's wild. Or just other yeah. things. If I'm thinking about yeah. something, like I'll think about the name. Like I was taking a walk. This was the same week. This all happened in one week. Wow. What was going on that week? I was, what I felt, I would have to look back, okay. but I was like in, I was like floating high. You were in the vortex. I was in the vortex. Yeah. Like even when I wasn't meditating, I was still in the vortex. Yes. I was spending like all my time with just myself. I was, <laughs> I was, I was like just in my own like floating yeah like just in another and then you know life comes in and you have to like fight back to get there and but yeah that's what was happening at that time wow I think yeah. you're gonna say one more thing that was happening that yeah week. my I had I can't still can't think of the name of the coconut water and I'm thinking about it on my walk is it harmless coconut yes yeah it's the best one yes <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm like what is the name of that coconut water I want to order it I look and there it is. Someone littered it. I picked it up, but it's right there. That's instant manifestation. I'm like, this can't, yeah. like, this is another thing. Yeah. So, you know, and I think those types of coincidences or yes. synchronicity happen, yeah. you know, in life. Mm -hmm. But when you are. A feather just flew oh, to the window. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Literally just flew to the window behind you. What story is this? 23rd? <laughs> like, whoa. See? Yeah. When you're in that frequency, like it just keeps happening and happening. Yeah. And someone who wasn't on your frequency or not practicing or doing whatever or in a victim mindset, all of those things could have been there, but they could have been missed. And mm -hmm. I think there's always signs around us. There's always guidance around us. There's always synchronicities around us. But are we on the frequency exactly. to be able to receive yeah. them, see them, and yeah. even know what they mean. And so I don't think every time we see a sign, it has a specific meaning other than right. like, 
go Erica. You're doing great from the universe, you know? Exactly. But then other times there There are very specific meanings. Like I remember, this is pretty wild. I remember right before my husband and I were about to buy our house. So excited to hear this. We had like, we have our savings account, like our joint account that we just combined. Like before we got married, we're going to spend all of it and have nothing left after we buy a house basically. And like every day I would check it. And be like, are we going to have enough to close? Mm. Like it was like waiting. I was teaching at the time, waiting for my paycheck, being able to like make sure we secured the exact amount we needed for the down payment. And one day I checked it and it was a repeating number. So it was like two numbers that kept repeating. I forget what they were, but I think they ended like the last four were like 2626 and or 6262. I looked it up and it was like, stop stressing about finances. You're going to have every single thing you need by the time you need it. And I was like, I have a choice. what? Like it's specifically said about finances. It specifically said, stop worrying. And we were able to buy our house. So there we go. And after that, I never checked See? it again. I'm like, we're good. <laughs> we're closing on this house. That's just yeah. so it's just, amazing. It's just not a coincidence. And I tell Vinny no. these things and he's like, you know, there's eye rolls a lot. And now lately there's like, okay, there's more to this. And there's definitely something bigger going on around us. Well, he's been meditating, I saw. Yeah, he's been doing some breath work. Thank goodness. <laughs> we'll see how consistent. But it's true. Like starting finding the practice that is just yours, that is out there for you. You fall in love with it. You mm-hmm. want to show up for yourself. And I think a really big part of the equation, like you said, is knowing you're worthy, knowing you're worthy to yes. change knowing you're worthy to receive all the blessings that will come, knowing that you'll, you're worthy to receive all the improvements and the shifts that can take place from yeah. this is a really big part of that. Yeah. And even if you don't feel that way, pretend. Yes. Pretend yes. in the beginning. I'm all about it. And it will, because everyone's really worthy of it, right? Yes. Yeah. I had to pretend my way out of health anxiety. Oh, yeah. Like I had to and pretend, I mean, start to rewire, reprogram, create the new circuitry instead of thinking, oh, my goodness, what if this happens? It's like, wow, right here, right now, I am in perfect health. I was in perfect health. I didn't. Well, whatever. I didn't believe it, but I kept saying it until I did. And that's the first step of changing the mind. And then with Mm -hmm. a powerful practice like this, we change a lot more than just the mind, the whole energy field. That's why mantras are so helpful. Yes. Because they don't give the ego space to come out. That's Mm -hmm. what I think. If you keep repeating them and repeating them, it calms the ego down. Exactly. And then from there, once you get your mind right, then you could take the next step to like the kundalini mantras and actually get the energy field right. And that's like a whole next level of that. But it is important to first, I think, work with the mind, re-engineer those thoughts, Mm -hmm. and then you could expand beyond that. How has the practice and like your consistent practice influenced the way you approach your work being a therapist? Mm. So... I, during the day, I run two behavioral health programs. So I'm, I don't do therapy during the day. Um, and the therapy that I do at night right now, my practice is a little smaller. So it's with clients that I've been working with for years. But it's similar to how you, how it's changed me in my relationships in life, I think, mm-hmm. where 
That was my next question. So I love that. Yeah. So <laughs> you, I think that I have the urge to want to like tell people exactly what they should be doing in order to make their life better. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> Can you just do this yeah. three minutes every day? It reminds me of Glennon Doyle. She has a, in her book, she's like, if you just listen to everything I say and do it, like your life will get better, but you can't do that. No. Yeah. So I think that there are certain clients and there's certain people in my life who I can guide and through in a spiritual way or even they could affect me in that way and not even know it yes. right clients yes. and also people in my life <clears throat> and then there's people that are never they're not they're not going to be there they're not going to get there right so i have to use different types of modalities like mm -hmm. with my clients i also think that it helps. I mean, you're trained in school and through experience when you're being triggered, right? Like in therapy. But mm -hmm. I think that this practice has made me even more aware of what's happening to me when I'm in sessions, right? Because you can have transference or, mm -hmm. but even in my relationships, it's made me so much more aware of my reactions. Yes why I reacted a certain mm -hmm. way towards my boyfriend mm -hmm. or, you know, if my mom's bothering me and she's not even really doing anything, like yeah. what is that about? It just, I, I think I'm in general, like a very curious person, um, but it's made me even more curious into why I'm doing the things that I'm doing and how I can, align to my highest self and work on those types of reactions. Yes. I think what you said and how it came through in my mind is everyone becomes a teacher when you're on this path and when you open up to this awareness, your clients can be a teacher for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Your mom can for be a sure. For you. Because every time you feel triggered or you feel challenged, it's like, ooh, what is that within me mm -hmm. that maybe I have to uncover? Right. And I was actually just thinking about this example yesterday. Um, Vinny, I'm very good at time management because I was an elementary school teacher and it was like to the minute when we would yeah. have to pick kids up. It was a union profession. So mm -hmm. like the time was like a big deal. You had to like be on time. Otherwise you're against a contract and I don't ever want to do anything that's, you know, imposing right. on something that is an agreement. Right. So I've be, it's been become very ingrained in me, the time I need to do things, the amount of time I need to get to a place. And Vinny's the opposite, which is mm -hmm. funny because he's an earth sign. I'm an air sign. You would think I wouldn't be as good, but whatever. So I was thinking yesterday how in the past he would run late a lot or like he'd be like I'll be home by 6 30 it would take him till 7 and he would come home and be like I'm sorry it was just like this was going on this was going on whatever and so yesterday I had to actually go help him out and pick him up because he had to drop his car off somewhere and in my mind the old memories came up and I was like he's probably going to be 30 minutes late like because he was with a friend before I'm like I think he's probably going to be 30 minutes late and it starts to come up and I was like this is so interesting that it's coming up right now. And 
I'm now able to see the reason why he's late is because of how present he is mm. in every circumstance mm. where sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, uh -uh, gotta go and not as present. And like, I actually love that about him that he's able to be so super present. Yes. And instead of being so triggered by it, be more understanding. And then of course, try to help him be a little bit more on time. But like I had this whole new perspective. So as I'm driving, I'm thinking about this. And I was like, I completely transmuted it. I'm like, listen, if he's late, I'm gonna do a quick meditation in my car. Yes, I have Bam Bam with me. I'm like, we're gonna chill. It's gonna be great after a long day of work. And he was early. And it's like all of the things going well, on. You saw I him early. Were you like <laughs> he was there early? And I'm like, this is energy. See? Like this yeah. is how energy works. And being able to transmute and not be predictive of old past patterns because you'll continue mm -hmm. to recreate them. If you're looking for a reason to be mad or pissed off or angry, you're gonna find them. And it's like. So yeah. it's so true. It's like digging deep whenever being triggered by someone else anywhere professionally, personally, it's like, oh, what is this calling on me to explore more within myself? Yeah. And it's like, and when you're able to do it, it's like a graduation day. It's like, yes, <laughs> next level. It's, like, look at what I just transmuted. I, I celebrate everyone. Like I get so excited about that because that is growth. And to oh, be yeah. able to see your growth, maybe someone from the outside can see that or measure it in the way they want to, but it doesn't matter because that's success to me. And like wow. the, I encourage you and, and everyone listening to celebrate those moments, you know, when we of become aware. Course. Yeah. Do you have any other advice that you would like to share with the audience? Any people who maybe are just starting on their practice um, or who are having trouble being consistent? Mm. So something that I've noticed recently um, was there are most mornings meditation is the first thing that I do. Mm. But more recently, I've been having an urge to do other things before. And my ego is coming up and saying, just do this first. Mm -hmm. Just do this first. And what starts to happen when I meditate later in the day is I notice that I'm not as present and I also don't have boundaries. Like I'll be working and I'll forget to eat or I'll wait the last minute to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like I need to be more present. Yeah. Time. So I think measuring what is different in your day when you choose to do what you know is going to help you mm. versus just going along with your ego and what maybe you should be doing or because I think it's so much harder to do what's best for you. Totally. But taking time to even write it down. Like what happened for me on days that I didn't mm. do the practice versus what happened during the times that I did. And I also think that with this type of meditation, you are, I mean, for me and I know for you and a lot of other people, you, I feel benefits like right after I'm, oh, I'm finished, yeah. right? So it's that instant gratification a lot of people look for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's something that I'm looking forward to doing because I know I'm going to 
get a blissful or calming or energized or whatever I'm looking for feeling right after I'm done. Yeah. You know? And I think that's what helped me be consistent early on. I thought the instant gratification was all I would get from the practice. And then all of a sudden it was like, there's more. And you're like going on this roller coaster ride of like, holy crap, there's so many more benefits. But in the beginning, it's true. It's like instant. You feel it. Yes. And that helps. That does help. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Do you have like favorite meditations on Evolve that you would recommend? So I do. I love the lives. Like I'm going to be doing it tonight. Um, I do anywhere from five minutes to like 45 minutes, depending on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um it really depends. Like if I'm in the mood to move, like mm-hmm. I'll do a Kriya. If I know. So something that I've thought about is if I'm looking to be energized, I'll focus more on breath work yeah. or if I need to release or like cleanse. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking to calm down, sometimes a Kriya mantra will help me. Yeah. That's just something that I love that. Like found for myself mm-hmm. um and unfortunately a lot of it does depend on time yeah totally <laughs> yeah but i love that and you have so many so yeah, i like i try to i try so many new ones each week or at least oh, i try to yeah there's ones on there that i find i'm like where <laughs> you have so many no. i'm glad that you're enjoying all of them yeah. though because sometimes i'm like oh my god there are so many but Oh, no. More is more. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) All the choices. Definitely. You have four minutes, there's a meditation for you. If you have 45 minutes, 50 minutes, there's a meditation for you. Definitely. And I think anyone can do this, too. Yeah, totally. That's what's also so great about it. And I just another thing I want to say is that I've had I've done other meditations where they're guided and great, not... But sometimes it can lead you to feel sad. Oh, right? Like it can lead you to go. Sometimes people's words are based on their own experiences. Of course, a lot of the time. Right? So to listen to a guided meditation, sometimes I found for myself after I practiced Kundalini. Um, may have took me in a place where I wasn't intended to. Mm, so I think with Kundalini, you can, it takes you where you should be going. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. It just takes you and redirects you. And it's like, here it is. Here it is. Just keep yes. staying aligned. Yeah. So I love that. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I'm so thank grateful you for, for you being part of the community. Of course. To events in person, sharing your energy oh, with the group energy you. and coming here today. And thank you for everything. Thank you you so really much. are such a light. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to share like where people can find you and connect with you? Yeah, you can. I My Instagram is at devtesta, D-E-B-T-E-S-T-A. Um, that's where I am. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Um, I feel so connected to Devin and her story. And I'm just so grateful to be able to share this 
practice with people who are so open, who are ready to receive, ready to make the changes to live their most aligned life. So it was such a beautiful share from her and I hope that you enjoyed it as well and took whatever it is maybe you needed to hear today. Thank you so much for being here, sending you so much love and may the long time sun shine upon you. Satnam. Satnam.